0: The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature.
2: A mechanic tries to fix your car, no matter if you're near or far. Here, change your oil or fix your flat, and he'll do it just like that.
3: Buckle up,
0: everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740.
4: Okay, Al. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What a great day it is. Uh, sun is shining. People Thanks, are walking
5: around, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll, as they say. We are. We've got a jam-packed show as usual. we got yeah. Freeman Young right at the top from Crown Rust. Yes, we have
4: the CEO.
5: Checks every office. Is that what CEO stands for? <laughs> CEO.
4: No, I'm <laughs> glad you said he cleans every office. Cleans every office. <laughs> good morning. How are you, Freeman? Spectacular. Uh, it's good to have you here. We also have a fellow by the name of Don Panozio. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Don runs this, he's the campus director from in- Automotive Training Center. Yes, that's an interesting program where they teach mechanics. Pre-mechanics. In other words, you want, to, you want to be a mechanic, you have to go through this program, and then become an apprentice, and then become a mechanic, and it's so sort of complicated. We'll talk about
5: it later. We will, because it's, <laughs> a, it's an important step, eh? Um, because how the apprenticeship program has worked up until now, you pretty much had to know about cars before you even started. That's right. And you
4: got to be, as a, as a master or owner, you got to trust the guy that's Touching all your customers' cars. Exactly. And Carrie Schmidt's going to come in and talk about uh, why it takes so long to clear an accident. I always get upset, you know, there's an accident, they're on the side of the road, and they don't seem to be doing anything, Mm -hmm. and traffic is lined up from here to Oshawa. And the bottom line is we're going to talk about all the things that they go through. They actually even use, uh, what do you call those flying uh, helicopters? Drones. 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 They, use, they use drones sometimes for measurements and stuff like mm-hmm. that, especially if it's a fatal. And we are we talking about that. There's been five or six of them just in this weekend. All righty. So we're going to start with Freeman. When we come back, we're going to talk about an interesting way to start a company.
5: Exactly. And this is uh, Dave's Corner Garage yeah. here on uh, the radio. And we uh, <laughs> Where we are and where we aren't. Um, that, that's secret. Exactly. It's a, <laughs> it is a secret. There is a drone flying above our head, though. Um, I think it's spying on us. Can, can you hear it? No, uh, that used I, to be the helicopter. <laughs> hey, we're in the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not and that. if you got a car care question, uh, phone lines are now open. This is Dave's cornick Barrage. We'll be right back.
4: Okay, welcome back. The garage door is wide open, and sitting beside me is Alan Gilman. and the Lee other Lee. side, yeah, Freeman Young. Freeman Young, and he's actually the uh, where the buck stops at Crown, Crown with a K. Uh, Freeman, interesting way you start your company because it's not a normal corporation, is it?
6: No, it's a, it's a little different from the point of view that most of the major businesses in the automotive industry are probably. Set up as franchises or franchise-type networks, and we didn't feel that was a good way to go. We wanted our shop owners to have a part in the actual corporation that ran the business. So all of our shops are part of a Mm co-op, and that co-op basically amounts to one share, one shop. Everybody has a say in how the business is run. But you also get, at the consumer end of it, you get a guy who has a vested interest in making sure the business is run properly. And as a consumer, you get the best service the best way of things being done and the best products that are in the industry. So it's really given us a leg up in our industry. How many stores do we have across the country? We have about 250 in Canada. We have about 40 in Europe and about 45 in the United States. Which is now a big push.
4: So if you're hearing us in the U.S., you're actually opening uh, uh, co-ops in the States.
6: Yeah, yeah. We're running through New York State now. We're in Michigan. We're in Ohio and Pennsylvania and Vermont. And uh, eventually we're going to move down the eastern seaboard. Well, certainly
5: if you think of it as, as an environmental thing, I mean, <laughs> they get way worse winters in a lot of parts of the states than they do in southern Ontario.
6: Yeah, not only that, I think everybody's experiencing what's happening to the roads now. It used to be, you know, the old, some were using sand, some were using rock salt. Everybody's using liquid brine now, and it's just so caustic and so damaging, the vehicles. You know, we,
4: have a, we go winter in Florida, and I was talking to guys in the aircraft industry, and they were saying how the planes... Are affected by the salt that 's in the air in Florida or along the coast that aircraft really suffer and boats aluminum boats suffer is that something we should be going into and looking at
6: well in fact, Dave, we have an experimental program going on with one of our uh, one of our air Airports here in Canada where they're using our product on the planes as a wash down material. Oh. Not Crown T forty that you spray in your car, but that salt eliminator product we talk about. So they're actually using it and they're doing a comparison now to say, okay, how does the how's the equipment standing up with that compared to conventional cleaning? So when they de ice, they desalt? Yes. I yeah. like that. And that's the. it's interesting that you've, you've gone
4: from just spraying cars to all these other chemical products that you sell.
6: Yeah. You know what? It's, it's an industry where there hasn't been a lot of thought given to something as simple as washing a car. What are you putting on the finish of your car as a cleaning product? Mm-hmm. Is it something that's actually designed for a clear coat paint or will it damage clear coat? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the cleaning products are quick because <clears throat> they carry some types of caustic soda or very sharp product in it. This doesn't our cleaning products don't carry those things in them. So they're designed specifically for the industry we're in.
5: What about in terms of legality? I mean, in there not there, isn't there uh, <laughs> certain areas of, of town that you're not supposed to be washing your own car?
6: Oh, absolutely. And also what you wash with, like there's uh, non-fennels uh, for years were a problem in soaps and cleaning products. Mm-hmm. And most of our municipalities all through the City of Toronto, you're not allowed to use a soap with that product mm. in it right now. I would say that probably 60% of the soaps that are used carry those products in it, but we just don't do that. So, yeah, you can't just wash your cars anywhere, for one thing. And if you are going to wash, wash with an environmentally
5: safe soap.
4: What are we going to? I used to burn leaves on the side of the road. Can't do that
5: anymore. (laughs) Can't wash your car. Uh, yeah, when you're finished, you just take the pail and just dump it down the sewer, didn't
4: you? Yeah. No, no, I would take it in the house and pour it down the toilet.
5: <laughs> you know, getting back to brine, though, um, and we're not talking about pickle juice here. Yeah. Um, why have they switched to brine, and, and why is it that much more corrosive? Well,
6: there's economic reasons for switching to it. I mean, if you can put your brine down, say, during the regular work hours for your employees, for cities and municipalities, in other words, ahead of the snow, ahead of the storm, Mm -hmm. now instead of paying time and a half or double time, you're paying regular time. Mm
0: -hmm.
6: You put the product down, it sticks to the road. So you don't just put it down like the old rock salt and let it sit on it. It's got a glue compound, for lack of a better word. And then with that, you have magnesium, you have chloride, um... One of the byproducts of that can be hydrochloric acid. So if you're asking why so corrosive, mm-hmm. uh, that's why it's so corrosive. And uh, chlorides in general are recognized as probably the greatest thing that causes corrosion. So... It's it's So this,
4: the car's wheel splash that all up. We got, a, we got a actually a mist of that stuff, yeah. and, and your product actually protects the metal because it locks it off.
6: Absolutely. And when it comes up, Dave, it's not like the old day when you used to have salt water come up and hit the bottom of your mm-hmm. car and it would dry off. This stuff sticks. Mm. It comes up with a glue, and it actually sticks on the bottom. So sensors on wheels, uh, wiring harnesses, plug-in areas, sending units for gas tanks. There's a whole now host of areas under a vehicle that have huge, huge problems. Well, because sure, I what's mean, going on?
5: exactly, and, and the electronics in the car now are 100 times more than they were in the past. I mean, you have sensors in your bumpers, yep. you've got yep. speed sensors on the wheels, um, you know, y- so many different things there. that, And in fact, I- I- as much as or as good as the manufacturer thinks their, their connectors are and whatnot, we're always seeing failures where, you know, uh, you'll see a networking issue or something well, because the, these devices can't talk to each other because of the corrosion. We were yeah. talking about that where the wires were turning green. Yeah. But,
4: but when you spray it with the crown product, they don't turn green. So yeah. you don't have that green connection in there and that resistance in the wiring harness.
5: They turn a different color? Or what? Yeah.
4: Like what color? Green.
6: <laughs> <laughs> they stay happy copper.
4: Yeah, copper color, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you open up the connector and the, and the piece comes off with the... Wait, in your hand. Yeah, the,
5: the green furry death or something. It's they call the furry it like green.
4: That. Okay, we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Freeman. And we're going to talk about carbon credits and uh, what do you actually cost to build a car as far as the environment is concerned and what the benefits are to keep a car on the road. I mean, I would keep my car forever, except my wife gets sick of it. <laughs> 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 Which I think is one of the biggest uh, reasons that um, people will swatch, switch their cars out.
5: It's not mechanical anymore. It's their wives. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is Dave's this to Garage. <laughs> and uh, maybe she'll call in. Yep. Alright, this is Waiting for Barb, and uh, we'll be right back.
4: Okay, welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage and the garage doors are wide open and joining us today is Freeman Young from Crown. He's the CEO. Who, uh, I used to say checks every office. You say cleans every office? I
5: thought that. Uh, no, I only follow your Well, ago. he's actually
4: where the buck stops, so uh, we're happy to have him here. Uh, let's talk a bit just about carbon credits. Yeah. The, credit, the amount of energy and, and dirt and stuff it takes to build a car. And you're actually, we were talking about this on break, you're actually saving all these cars. So the bottom line, can we make some money here?
6: (laughs) You know, Dave, it kind of makes me smile because about three years ago, we commissioned one of the universities here in uh, Canada to do a study on the number of vehicles we do, the life extension of a vehicle, and what it would mean to the carbon footprint. And at that time, we were doing about 350,000 units in Canada. Now we're doing about 600,000. But they come up with a figure of... 75,000 cubic tons of carbon wow. that would be reduced just by extending it one year. We were getting figures where we were doing seven, eight years, but just for one year, 75 million tons. So it does have an impact. It takes a lot to build a car, and the shorter the life cycle, obviously, the more carbon that's actually what, produced. What
4: killed me was you know, when, when I was in the trades, if it needed a motor or a transmission, they'd throw it away, and it had a perfectly good body. Mm-hmm. You know, It was a problem. It's, it's almost sad to see that thing being crushed. For, for, for dollar reasons, not for mechanical reasons.
6: Yeah. And even if, if it is going to go to a, a recycling place, because eventually that's where they should go, mm-hmm. let's make it as long as possible and leave it in as good a condition as possible so as much of it can be recycled and put back into, into the, the, system. the system. So once they get corroded badly, you're losing actually pounds and pounds of good steel.
4: Yeah, we're actually 95% I think a car is recyclable. Yeah, I think that's the numbers, about 95% of a car can go back in. Do you want to take a quick call? Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. We've we got
5: Renee in Brantford he has yeah. got a question about crown. What can we do for you, Renee? How are you doing?
1: Oh, thanks, my dear. Um, enjoy your show. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, my car is 8 years old. I had the first crown done last year. <laughs> but mm-hmm. my big uh, worry was when my windows were going up and down, they were constantly greasy from this treatment. So it took a long time before it actually disappeared Could you uh, talk about that, please?
6: Sure thing. So what you have is what I would call an enthusiastic applicator. Way over sprayed the inside of your doors. But if you ever have a problem like that, take it back to the shop. And they can clean that. Uh, There's actually a a little piece on the inside of the door that's got felt on it. If you get it wet, it'll kind of carry up and down on the windows on an ongoing basis. They can repair that for you, clean it up for you. It shouldn't happen in the first place. And if they don't do it for you for some reason, which would shock me, you always call us at our 1-800 number, and we'll make sure you're taken care of.
1: And uh, because my car is 8 years old, um, I was going to go back again uh, next week. Would you advise that?
6: Yeah, if you're keeping that car and there are a lot of money to replace, make sure you do it every year. What you save in repair costs will more than cover the cost of crowning it, but the idea that you get another year out of it, think of that as four or $5,000 you didn't spend in payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and, um, and, and also, can, how soon can you go in a car wash? Because, and, you know, you get the under spray.
6: Immediately. You can go to a car wash immediately. Our product displaces and repels moisture, so car washes are not a, not a problem for Actually, us. Actually,
4: they wash your car when they finish it, right?
6: Usually do. Every yeah. car is supposed to be cleaned up before it leaves.
1: Alrighty. I should comment to the guy about my windows being greasy all the time.
6: Absolutely, and he'll take care of it.
1: Okay, then. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot.
6: Thanks, we
4: Thanks so much for the call. Uh, there's a case where I had mine done. It was a black car uh, parked in the lot in the summer, and it was dripping. And that's is that a case of over enthusiastic uh,
6: application? It it can be, and in the past we used to we used to spray our product what I call cold or not heat it. All the products now that we spray are are heated, and what that tends to do is spread the oil a little thinner when it's going on and reduce the dripping. So you should see far less of it today than. Ten years ago we've been in this business for 30 years yeah and there's been some big changes both in the quality of the product how it's sprayed and basically how it drips i I
5: actually like it though what dripping no like i like the fact that you know it's july or august and all of a sudden and and i notice i can see this stain down the side of my door and at the bottom i'm going well obviously the product is still there it's still working so i'm going I got my money's worth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But the oil is only a carrier, right? It, it
6: really is. But the, the main chemical actually attaches itself to the metal to do the chemistry it needs to do. And that chemistry actually is actually used up over a period of time. As Alan was suggesting, when you can still see it, that's a good sign. But eventually, the working chemicals, what I call chemicals that will bond to steel, those actually do spend themselves over a period of time. And that's why we recommend once a year. Once a year resprays. Yeah. And absolutely. better in the
4: summer than in the winter.
6: Yeah, really. High, best time of the year to spray your vehicle is in the spring. That's when the most corrosion takes place.
4: That's right, because everything, all that salt that's, that's stuck in all those little crevices now becomes alive.
6: Yeah, and it gets hotter and hotter, and it just chews up that vehicle. Ooh, okay. you can almost hear it.
5: You hear that in his voice? You can, you can hear it chewing. <laughs> that's what he made it sound like, <laughs> like you like know? the end of the world. Was the, was the day the world stood still or something like that? Okay, we come back, uh, we're going to be talking
4: to Don from the ATC, and we're going to talk about a pre-apprentice program. So if you want to get into the industry... You have to take this type of course, and that'll get you into being an apprentice. Really fascinating uh, thing. And besides, I teach there after (laughs) 6. I'm alive till about 8, then I fall asleep.
5: (laughs) Anyways, we'll talk about that. You told me you usually fall asleep after 6. I
4: don't sleep at all now. It's just uh, (laughs) unbelievable. Anyways, we'll be right back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Alan Gellman sitting beside me. And Freeman Young is here from Crown... Corporate. That's yes. a nice way to say. Uh, Don Pannonzio, I think that's the way it is, uh, is here. Hello. Uh, good morning. How are you, Don?
7: Fantastic. Thank you for inviting me to
4: the show. Oh, it's our pleasure. So Don is my boss from 6 to 10. My wife is my boss when I get home. And um, we have a school that actually pre, uh, I guess, pre-apprentice programs is what we're talking about. But tell us about the school. It's called ATC.
7: Yeah, or the Automotive Training Centre. It's a proudly Canadian-owned private career college, around over 30 years, and since that time have helped thousands of graduates with relevant, practical, job-related training for their career in automotive and transportation fields.
4: So uh, if you want to become into the automotive trade, it's actually apprentice and master, right? It's it's the old British system. But even to get a job as an apprentice, you couldn't get a job without somebody actually starting you off.
7: Right. So uh, there is obviously a process uh, for you to become a fully licensed auto technician. So we do offer full-time certificate and diploma programs. They're recognized by the Ministry of Advanced Education and Skills Development. And by that, we are we have four campuses nationally, two of them in Ontario, uh, Toronto and Cambridge, and the other two are in Montreal and Surrey, B.C. Question,
5: uh, Don, it's Alan. Um, the training is for, for automotive technicians, but do you also train for... Other jobs in the field, for example, uh, you know, collision writing, or you know, uh, uh,
4: Manager,
5: yeah, you does. know, what's uh, <laughs> a brain uh, thing here? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say brain service F, writer. But you can't say that service writer exactly. Yeah,
7: yeah uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, our auto technician program is definitely the most popular program. Mm-hmm. We have the 39-week auto technology diploma program and the 22-week certificate program that comes with a five-week practicum, job placement. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, to answer your question, we have transportation operations and dispatch, a very popular program as well. And another one is the automotive service operations (laughs) specialist, which uh, you're you're looking at collision estimating, uh, warehousing and parts uh, to become an auto service operations specialist, you know, uh, servicing customers. So, yes, we touch upon all levels in the industry.
4: Now, the guys there that are doing the courses are all licensed mechanics and with years and years of experience. I went through there. I didn't see any dark hair. We all had gray hair. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, hey, not including my hair, yes, uh, a few grays and myself. That's one of the benefits, guys, about uh, our programs is uh, in our schools. All instructors have real-world experience. So in most cases, decades of industry experience, different from other schools. And uh, another big one is class sizes. You know, a lot of students that go to school with 60, 70, 100, 300 students in one class. Wow. uh, Our largest class is no more than 10 to 15 students. And, of course, the flexibility of uh, study hours and start dates. You know, uh, Dave and Alan, you know, you can start with us as early as next week and choose a morning, afternoon or evening class for our automotive technology programs.
4: Right, and and we actually teach through with modules. They have sort of modules, and you could start anywhere in the program and work your way through it, right?
7: That's right. You know, engine mechanical systems, suspension and steering systems, you know, ignition, fuel, everything.
5: I think one of the bonuses here, too, is, you know, back in the old days, you sort of did it as a hobby, and, and perhaps you learned it, you know, as you were growing up, because you had to. I mean, you know, if you wanted a car, you had to learn to fix it yourself. But there's a lot of people nowadays who... They've been meandering or lost, or they've, they've already finished some kind of, uh, you know, after high school training, and now they want to come back to it. Well, they've got no understanding of it at all, and, and now, you know, you can look at your courses and, and, and try to get some basic understanding just to see if maybe that's what you're interested in.
7: Absolutely, and if you ask any student, and I do orientations almost on a weekly basis, I can tell you one of the first things I ask them is, why are you here? And, mo- and 99% of the time, it's about, I need to find a career I love. Interesting. And that's what it's all about, right? Uh, for example, our job placement rate, we have over 92% high job placement rate. So what does that mean? That's those graduates at ATC uh, that graduate from our programs, of course, over 92% find careers in their field of study. So at the end of the day, they just want to find a job they love.
5: Exactly, and and find a job. I mean, how many people finish, you know, four years at university, and there's no job at the end of the day? That's right.
7: Well, it, my hand is raised up right now, guys. What <laughs> 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 like part of those, you know? And that's probably why I got into the industry because trades is just blowing up out of control. You know, if you look at just the latest stats, can, you know, Canadians do spend money on cars. Fourteen cents of every retail dollar, a Canadian dollar that's spent is on a new motor vehicle and seven cents is for every used car. So if you look at it in total, 21 cents of every retail dollar was spent on a new or used motor vehicle in the second quarter of this year.
4: Mm.
7: So, you know, even last year, the growth of sales of used motor vehicles was greater than new motor vehicles. You know, so what does that all mean? I mean, Canadians are buying mostly older and used cars Mm -hmm. to be serviced by well trained, knowledgeable, uh, honest, Mm customer service-oriented auto professionals.
4: Yeah, like us two in the studio. Or us three in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Driving old cars. You know, I have to be honest. Uh, I've hired out of your school. I didn't realize I, that I did that. Um, my biggest fear in hiring apprentices was, I'm going to hand you a $30,000 machine, and you're going to screw it up, and I'm responsible. So the fact mm-hmm. that they walked in with a diploma and a certificate sort of eased my mind, and and uh, I, they, we basically hired the guys because of that, and only because of that.
7: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a process. You know, uh, you're looking at uh, spending 39 weeks, which compared to our competitors in the public educational system, it's not two years. So they're in, they're out, looks great on the resume. They're already uh, ahead of everybody else in the pre-apprenticeship program. Mm -hmm. They have to log their hours and and checklist all their tasks. And they're prepared for the 310S licensing exam.
4: Perfect. Don, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, Website?
7: Absolutely. LoveCars.ca. Request information about our programs, or you guys You can also call 1 800 458 7473. Speak to an emissions rep.
4: Okay. Do it again real slow 1 800
7: 458 7473.
4: Got it. Okay. Thanks very much.
7: LoveCars.ca. Thanks a lot, guys.
4: Okay. Yeah, interesting program. I got involved with him, and I liked what you were doing, so I went down there. Exactly. So I was, and because I, I was sick of watching CNN, I got tight
5: interest. Well, you know what? And, 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 and it's funny because I know a lot of parents who said, I've paid for two degrees. My kid still doesn't know what they want to do. Yeah, that's me. My son. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner yeah. Garage. We're going to take some calls right after this break.
0: It's your call. Hello! Your chance to speak with Dave and Allen is coming up next. or one 740 4740 What if we could live forever? Someday, maybe. For now, concentrate on helping your engine last longer. Prestone Concentrate Antifreeze Coolant is five times more effective at protecting against corrosion than the nearest branded competitor. Prestone with patented Corgat inhibitors delivers longer life to the sophisticated car engines of today and tomorrow. Learn more at Prestone.com. For longer engine life, choose Prestone. Hi
7: there. Oh, hello. You uh, interested in one of our cars? Yes, this one. Listen, what's the actual price? Sorry? Well, I saw the advertised price, but you know, there's always a bunch of hidden fees Not in there. here.
2: Oh, no? Not anywhere. Right. Nothing? Nope. Of course, there is the oh uh, yeah, of course yeah here it comes the, the complimentary old... ice scraper.
7: Complimentary ice scraper, and this
5: is for scraping ice. Okay. Ontario made all-in-price advertising the law. No more hidden fees. A consumer protection message from OMVIC, Ontario's vehicle sales regulator.
4: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage, and we're going to go right to the phones. And we
5: have uh, Jones on the phone. Jones at Brantford. Jones got a Silverado, and she's got a question about rust protection. Joan, what can we do for you? Uh, yes,
8: um. We bought uh, a 2011 uh, Chevy Silverado brand new, Mm -hmm. and uh, when we were purchasing it, we were convinced uh, to have this electronic rust preventer put on it that was guaranteed for 10 years, Mm -hmm. and now we're hearing negative stories about this. And our question is, we're concerned, uh, do you recommend an undercoating at this time? When uh, my husband took off the ta- taillight housing for an inspection, we noticed that there was rust inside. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend? So I guess there's two questions the there. Are well-maintained by, you know, washing it and, you know, what have you? And then, two, if we do have um, a rust protection put on it, will this affect any warranty on the electronics, if there was any?
4: Okay, Hang on, John. We'll get an answer for you.
6: So so first of all, all of us who issue warranties in the automotive industry are required by law to maintain that warranty unless we can prove damage has been done by something else. Mm -hmm. So your warranty would stay in place. There's no problem there. Uh, It's an older vehicle. At at that age, I would be spraying it with crown if that's a long-term vehicle for you. Uh, Electronic rust proofing. people ask me about it all the time. I've been in the industry for 30 years, and here's the Honest, straightforward answer I'll give you. I have never seen it work. That's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. We've been in this industry a long time, and the guy sitting around this table has, mm-hmm. and we've seen reincarnations of this event going back right into the 70s and then coming through the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. It's a great money maker,
5: mm-hmm. but
6: we've never seen one work.
5: I, I, In fact, if you read the fine print on the, on the warranty, the warranty is on a device. It's not on the car. Yeah. So, in other words, the light will still stay red, (laughs) and you may think it's still working. You know, it's interesting.
4: When they do a crown on a pickup truck, they actually take the taillights out. They remove the taillight assemblies, and they spray inside the box in that whole area. I've seen it happen.
6: Yeah, absolutely has to be done. And if you just think about electronics on a vehicle like that, like an electrical rust-proofing, is it possible to carry a current from one end of the vehicle to the other with one of these devices? And if it was... Anybody who's a mechanic would tell you. Then all the other electronic circuits in the vehicle would mm. be affected yeah, by that sense. that carry. So it's just it's not like it doesn't make common sense. It doesn't make any sense, but it is a great money maker. Okay. Right. <laughs> all right. So,
8: so um, um, with the uh, because we're noticing the rust like in the taillights, mm. uh, what do you? Any suggestions or?
6: Well, I, the, I would spray it right, to right
8: now. Too much longer. Yeah.
6: Yeah. What, you know what? While we're here uh, today, actually, they're giving away one free rust control. So Dave sitting over there on the other side is probably writing <laughs> your number down now and, and uh, make sure that maybe you're the person who wins it. But honestly, if, if it's not like holes in the side, if it's just modest rust on it and you spray it now, you can look forward to a lot of years out of that vehicle and we can slow the corrosion down. Nothing stops it, but we can dramatically slow it down.
4: Okay, so, Joan, hang on to the phone for a second. We're going to get your phone number, and we'll make sure that, that uh, you win the contest. <laughs> we're glad to do that for you, okay? So just hang on one second, and then you'll take it into your local Crown store, and they'll spray their vehicle after January the 1st, because they're really busy now. You're swamped.
6: <laughs> yeah, shops are going crazy.
4: Yeah, they're really busy right now. Okay, Joan, so just hang on. Alrighty, we're going to come right back. And when we come back, Carrie Schmidt. Our favorite OPP officer, available at any 400 series highway waiting for you, he's waiting for us. Is he on the road or is he in his house? No, I think he's on the road. I talked to him this morning. Okay. All right. So we'll be talking to him. He's just waiting with his little um, speeding device (laughs) at the
0: side (laughs) of the
5: road. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back.
4: See that? CUVs, SUVs, ABCs. This is Dave's Corner Garage. So what
5: does CUV stand for? A uh, cute,
4: uh, cute uh, Ute or something. Very good, very good. <laughs> a cute utility vehicle. Yeah. usage cute utility. We're DCG, Dave's going to Garage. We've changed that. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to talk to uh, Carrie. Uh, Carrie's
5: on the phone. Good morning, Carrie. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? It's a beautiful day out here. It ah. is. Hopefully, traffic is moving and not uh, on the side of the road. I'm on the 401
3: or beside the 401 right now. I see traffic going in both directions and moving at the limit. And, uh, yeah, that's great, too. We are not having any major slowdowns, no issues right now to speak of. But as we all know, that can change in a heartbeat.
4: Kerry, the the question today is, why does it take so long to clear an accident? I mean, there was a big incident in the, uh, I guess it was the 401, where the the truck fell over with all this fish and everything else and you guys were closed down for what 12 or 14 hours
3: yeah that was and you know what the thing is with that crash there there was no serious injuries at all that was all cleanup that was not any part of our investigation very often what we'll have is when we have a serious crash uh... where someone uh, is killed or there's serious injuries or a criminal investigation we will go in and do our technical investigation of the crash uh... and try to work together with the cleanup crews to get them kind of working uh, co- uh, collaboratively beside us, but in that situation, uh, there really was uh, no technical investigation. It was from start to finish, it was cleanup. So the fire department were there for the first couple of hours trying to get the fire out. Uh, they were cutting holes in the in the side of the trailer and trying to get at the, mm. at, the at the fire. And then uh, you know by that time, the the trailer was compromised. It was all over the highway. A fully loaded transport truck full of fish and seafood. Uh, would have been pretty messy, had we dragged it across the uh, highway and left a streak of fish uh, guts uh, all the way down the forward. You can
5: have a smoked fish sale. Really, that yeah, sounds appetizing. Eagles
4: well,
3: be having a heyday out there. So, <laughs> Interesting, uh, but uh, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, every crash is 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 different. There's something special about each one, and uh, we had a, a fatal collision actually yesterday on the uh, Burlington side of the skyway out in the QW mm-hmm. and uh, from start to finish it was only a couple hours that we, we were cleaned up and out uh, we have all kinds of new technology that we're using as well to speed up that process, we have a, a whole team of officers that come out and, and kind of saturate the area, document forensically, map and we're using our, our UAVs, our unmanned Aerial vehicles or drones, mm-hmm. and uh, they will take all the overhead pictures. They'll stitch them all together into one beautiful picture. And uh, instead of having to go through and measure everything on the on the ground, because uh, that takes quite a bit of time and takes officers, uh, you know, away from other tasks that they could be doing to reopen the highway.
5: So really, to, to to back you guys up on it, you're you're doing your job with the with the latest technology, and you're doing it as quick as you can. But if it's a case of Logistically, you know, you've got two tractor trailers full of stuff in them. It's a matter of getting crews in just to clean that stuff and move those vehicles. So that's what takes the time.
3: Exactly, and, and there's all kinds of equipment that we need, front-end loaders, uh, skid steers, bobcats, sweepers, uh, heavy equipment, dumpsters. But uh, we're also looking at some new technologies, some new innovators, innovative ways to actually get these trucks off the highway. So if they are still intact, and, uh, but they're on their side or they're damaged by some regard, uh, we're looking at a way that we can just hook onto these trucks and drag them right off the highway uh, without putting them on trailers or on floats. Or any um, you know tow trucks, but just get them off the highway so that traffic can start moving, and maybe we'll do the cleanup at an, at an exit or an off ramp where we're not inconveniencing the the hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. just you know a, a fraction of that
4: is that because is, is there's certain legislation that has to be passed for you to do that?
3: Well, yeah, that's, you know, down in the states, they do that uh, a lot more often in different states. Uh, hold harmless legislation is something that uh, that the OPP has been looking at, and they're looking at with the government and the Ministry of Transportation, uh, if there's a way we can uh, get that in there. Because one of the issues that we have is that the recovery companies are still somewhat liable for the recovery and the load and, and the vehicle. So if they cause additional damage that wasn't there, as a result of the collision, they could be held liable for that. And so if we can ha- hold them uh, harmless and, and be able to give them um, kind of a free, uh, free conscience just to go out there and get it done and open the highways, I know everyone who's stuck in traffic would would give me uh, um, a hands-up or a thumbs-up for that, but uh, we need to have that the legislation in place to protect everybody so that they don't get, come back with a big insurance bill or a lawsuit saying that you wrecked my brand-new transport truck that uh, shouldn't have been uh, mm-hmm. damaged as a result of your recovery efforts. See,
4: my, my thing would be is if the truck driver smacked into the wall or something and it was his fault, i take him out of the truck and talk to him and smack him right in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. And then we also have the, the damage caused to the, the highway property. The guardrails are damaged, the concrete medians. Right. And then we have to get in there with our with the MTO contractors to either repair the guardrails, repair the, uh, the end treatments, because uh, very often those steel guardrails get twisted up and and, uh, you know, damaged beyond uh, their ability to uh, prevent additional injuries because they are there for a reason, not just to keep you on the road, but if you smash into them, they'll absorb the energy and slow you down uh, in a a controlled manner. So they need to be there, and and so they are going to be working there while we're cleaning up as well, but sometimes those jobs can take uh, a long time. Kerry, Star OPP still works? Yeah, star 677, star OPP on your cell phone. Give that a try. If you're in Ontario, you will uh, get connected right to our dispatcher. You can make those calls. Uh, If there's an emergency, if you see something that just doesn't smell right, doesn't look right, uh, something, a dangerous driver, an impaired driver, call us and we will get officers out there to try to investigate. We get too many vigilantes that want to go out there and they want to they want to set the record straight, and they want to be uh, the judge and jury yeah, on yeah. the side of the road. I like what you yeah. said. Doesn't smell
4: right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know where that's yeah.
3: going. <laughs> I kind of like the fish truck there. Thank so, you, Kerry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's one of those things. But let us do our job, and, and just let us know where you got the problems, and we'll get out there and, and get those drivers off the road. Appreciate. If it. Thanks
4: for the call. Kerry's with the OPP and is available at any 400 series highway. Just do something and wave at him. There you go. Yell
5: he's number one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all joking aside, you know, the whole idea is preventative, okay? Yeah. Uh, stay off your phone, pay attention, drive safe. This is Davis Corner Garage. we got to drive out of here, but we'll be back and with more of your calls right after this break. Okay, welcome back. This is the last break.
4: We have one call more to take, and then we're going to talk to Freeman about some future stuff. Okay. So... All right, we're going
5: to talk
2: to George in Iron Bridge. George, what can we do for you today? Howdy. Um I've got an 08 Ford Ranger. Mm-hmm. I had it crowned when I bought it in August 07 and every year replaced. Mm-hmm. The door hinge is showing a bit of rush, rust. Uh, can I take that back to Crown, or is that just my luck?
4: Well, the guy who answers that question is here, so
2: let's ask him. That's why
4: it
6: was asked. <laughs> so you'd be c- close to the Aurelia shop. Is that who sprayed it for you? Uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, Sault Ste. Marie. I'm, I'm sorry, I got the wrong locale. So by all means, go in and see Peter. Uh, Peter and Brenda run the store yeah. in Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah,
2: I know Brenda well.
6: Oh, very good. So let them take a look at it, and they'll let you know what they can do on your behalf with it, okay? I would imagine likely it's a paint-related issue if it's on a uh, if it's on a hinge, but nevertheless, let them take a look at it and see what they can do to take care of it for yeah, you. Yeah, because
4: if he bought, he bought it new and he sprayed it, he's got lifetime... Uh,
6: yeah, he has warranty for... The window's down, is it? Yeah,
4: or the window's, windows down.
6: down.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, now a question on sale and tires. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have TerraMax ATs on it. They're marked MS, mud and snow, but um, uh, there's no snowflake.
4: Right. So that means it's not a pure winter tire. It's it's a it's a compromise. Okay. So mud and snow, but I guess it should be okay. Well, you're not going to okay. have the well, siping. No, I just
2: in. Uh, ordered the uh, ice blazers and okay. perfect. Do you perfect. put
4: weight in the back of your truck when you're uh, drive through the winter?
2: Uh, no, I've got enough uh, weight in the driver's seat.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks. Well, we'll we'll just stop right there. (laughs) Thanks for calling in, George. Thanks for calling George. No, it is important. Um, Actually, you know, an all-season tire is for most seasons. It's for three anyways, and it's not really a a, a true winter tire. So you want to look for that mountain ice flake symbol on the tire. Then you'll know it's a real snow tire.
4: Now, we're expanding into the U.S., What you were saying, New York, Vermont? uh... Yeah,
6: we're in Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Michigan right now. And we have people who are approaching us out of the automotive industry. It's a good business. And so people who have an interest, by all means, let us know. But at at the end of the day, it's almost a natural growth right now, Dave. I have to say, we're not scrounging around trying to find people to get into business. We're trying to pick good people to make sure we get the right people. And it's a good
4: way to get money out of an empty bay. Yeah. Like if you've got a bay that's empty and not producing, you put a crown in there, you'll get people coming in for other services.
6: Yeah, and I think in the mechanical industry today, there's been quite a switch in the amount of maintenance that's done on cars. Yes. So a lot of mechanical garages are looking for this as a good add-on to what they're already doing to supplement what they're what they're doing in you, the garage. You know,
4: what we used to do is when we winterized a car, we'd send it off to the local crown store. They'd spray it, and we'd get it back, and nobody ever complained about having it done. And it was easier to fix that car because all the bolts came off. Yeah. Uh,
6: there's not a mechanic or a body man that I know of that I've worked with in 30 years who doesn't feel that they can repair a car a lot better if it's sprayed yeah. on a regular Boats basis. bolts do break.
5: Oh, lasting. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're happy. Well, exactly, because you know, otherwise you've got to get the torch out, and, and uh, it mm-hmm. makes a big mess. Online mm-hmm. store Online Star us about yeah. that
6: one. So there's a lot of people who may not be going into a crown center, but like some of the products that are in aerosol format and some of the cleaning products. So you can go online, you can order it. Go just go to www.crown.com and then it'll take you to the store, and you can order product, and it's it's shipped basically by courier to the various uh, people. And it, again, it's just another way of trying to perform a consumer service, make sure that we can get stuff to them when they want it. So, so
5: it could be done as a DIY kind of thing.
6: Yeah, we have people. They'll phone us and they'll say they want to do their own vehicle and mm-hmm. they'll buy aerosols. And I, they, I'll be honest with you, they can't do as complete a job as we do. Mm-hmm. But here's what I've learned. Same probably as you have, Alan. If a customer wants something, we try to give it to them.
4: <laughs> so like me, we, we have special tools like long rods that go inside the yeah. fenders and you, would, and you would drill holes for that reason.
6: Yeah. There's areas of the vehicle you absolutely won't access unless you take it to a professional. And even knowing where to put those holes, like we've done this for 30 years. We're the only people in this industry who actually have a library of vehicles where we can, a guy in Vancouver can look at a Hummer on our computer system and say, okay, to access it, I need to put a hole here, here, and here. He has a drawing right in front of him. Any place else you take it, it's what does the local technician think. Uh
5: So that little plastic piece, that little plastic pipe (laughs) that comes with the can ain't going to do the job. (laughs) Well, if you tape two of them together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but if you get them oily, the tape don't hold. eh? (laughs) I've tried it before. It just doesn't work. But but as we talked about earlier, you know, it's important to know how to spray it because you don't want to create an issue. Yeah. Like we had a lady call in a little l- earlier. the windows, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, the, the product works well, but you only want it in the right places rather yeah. than the wrong.
4: So they've got things like salt eliminator, which I use. Yeah. That's to get that those that white stuff off your carpet right and then, uh, off your clothes, actually.
6: Spot and stain remover, too, if you've got a mark on the seat, coffee marks yeah. or grease marks and that. Fantastic product. So nice they- smell. Uh, you You can just anything you need for that vehicle. A beautiful leather dressing. That finishes up a vehicle, the vinyl and the leather in a vehicle. The white and stuff. The white stuff, yep. and it's, it's nice stuff. It does a good job. Everything you get from us, here's what I'll say. You can buy any of these products anywhere that are comparable. None of them are as good. That's our claim to fame.
4: I still have, you gave me a leather thing about three years ago. I still have it. It's like half empty. You don't, you don't use much of that stuff. It actually works quite well. Really. Thank you, Freeman, for joining us. Yeah. Freeman Young, uh, his son is actually working in the industry. Actually, all your kids are working in the industry. Everybody's
6: with me. That's right. Yeah, that's We're all nice, going right. down in the same boat.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to find your local Crown dealer, Crown with a K,
6: Yeah, dot com, and
5: right across the country. right, Alan, thank you. Glen Allen Motors is up and down to you. And uh, it's that time of year, so make your call. Get your car in. Get it winterized because uh, when the snow comes, you can't get it done that day. That's right. They don't want you walking in. I'm (laughs) sorry. What do you mean I can't? The weather report says it's going to be a foot of snow tomorrow. Don from
4: ATC and thanks to Kerry Schmidt from the OPP. Have a great day, and we'll be back here next week with I don't know who. <laughs> we'll have a good time. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye bye. Who cares about the clouds and where together? Just sing a song and bring the
8: sunny weather.